Jewish audio on Kaban.org. Welcome, continuing in the laws of blessings, Hilchot Brachot, Hilchis Brachis, Pedak Chi, Chapter 9, Aleph 1. Kishem Sha'osr Lo'odam Lehanes Bemaichel, Ebemashke Kedem Bracha, just as it's forbidden for a man, for a person, to benefit from food or drink without making a bracha, thanking Hashem, kach so also, oser it is forbidden for him, lehones, to derive benefit, bereach of a pleasant aroma or fragrance, kedem bracha, before making a blessing, because the delight of aroma and fragrance is considered a delight as well. What is the process of making a bracha for a delightful aroma? If that substance which a person is about to smell, eats, a mean eats, if it's the product of a tree, or comes from a tree, grows on a tree, then technically the blessing would be he who creates fragrant trees, because he's about to benefit from the fragrance of a tree. So just like by fruits you say here we say trees are fragrance, fragrant trees. But if it was an herb, or from the family of herbs, the product of an herb, the byproduct of an herb, herbal, herbal, then he makes the blessing, blessing Hashem, who creates the herbs which are fragrant, fragrant herbs. So that is if it was from a tree or an herb from the ground. What if it was not from a tree and not from the earth? What's not from a tree and not from the earth? Like musk. Musk comes from an animal. Animals are not trees and they're not earth. He says, the bracha, which is very common in the, certainly in the Ashkenazic community, who creates all kinds of, of spices, which is an all-inclusive bracha. Various kinds of spices. That's like the shahako bracha of the spices. What if the fragrance came from a fragrant fruit? Again, for example, esrog. If he's using an esrog, the citrus fruit we use, citron we use for the Sukkot holiday, a tapuach, or a wonderful aromatic apple, Mevorech, he has a special blessing for fruits, Shenosan reach thanking God for endowing fruits with fragrant, with pleasant fragrance, with wonderful aroma. V'al hakel, but all of the above, 
Im Omar, if he made the bracha, bore mine besomim, thanking God for creating various kinds of spices, the all-inclusive bracha, yotza, he's always safe. Bays, the second law. By the way, I want to just take a moment to share a beautiful story about Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, the first Chabad Rebbe, known as the Alter Rebbe. We're learning Halacha. He's the author of the Rabs Shulchan Aruch, and also the Tanya and so on. A disciple of the Alter Rebbe, a wealthy disciple, came and brought a gift to the Alter Rebbe. He brought him a sterling silver uh, tobacco, Shmektabik uh, Pushka, a snuff tobacco box from which one smells snuff. Back then, and in some circles today, it was very common to use tobacco for snuff, putting it in the nose, and so on. So he brought this beautiful, artistic, creative snuff box as a gift to Rabbi Shneir Zalman, to the Alter Rebbe. As the story goes, Rabbi Shneir Zalman said, the one limb of the body that is not actively pursuing lusts and desires is the nose. The nose basically minds his own business. You want to place desires in front of the nose and tempt it? Ah, not so good. So the story was related to the grandson of the Alter Rebbe, the third Chabad Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, that the Alter Rebbe broke off the top, the lid of the snuff box, of the silver snuff box. It was shiny like a mirror. Put it in his tefillin bag and would use it to see if his tefillin is straight. The, the, the Tzemach Tzedek, the grandson of the Alter Rebbe, when he heard this story, he said, my friend, the story is not true. He says, I knew my grandfather. My grandfather only fixed things. He never broke things. He says he didn't break the lid off. He took the pin out and gently removed the lid. But that's a story about the desires of the power, the gift of the human being called the aroma, the desires of the nose, that they're very low-key desires. The nose has a direct connection to the soul and so on. Okay. Two. Ein mevorchim ala mugbar achetal you know, many of these laws are connected to the culture of the particular venue, time and place. Back then, it was very common after a good meal, they brought incense to the table. And everybody would enjoy the incense. So you need to make a bracha for the incense. However, you don't make a bracha for incense. Until a cloud of smoke rises up, and there you have incense. The Kate said, what kind of blessing is made for incense? If the incense comes from a tree product, then the blessing should be who creates fragrant trees. If it was an herb, then he makes isve besomim. He creates fragrant herbs. If it came from an animal, like the above-mentioned musk, 
He makes the blessing, thanking God who created various kinds of spices. Shemen shel various oils like balsam oil and others. They are aromatic oils. Upon this, our sages instituted a special bracha, Bere Shemen Orev, who created pleasant oil. And he brings down here that since this oil was produced primarily in Israel, our sages ordained a special bracha honoring Israel. Avo Shemen Zayis Shekvoshe Eshetochne Achachazar Rede Native. However, However, if he's just taking oil, soaked olives, soaking olives until they produced oil with a pleasant fragrance, then he goes back to the blessing for trees because olives grow on trees. Shemen, shemen oil, which was concocted emulating the anointing oil in the Holy Temple. There's a halacha that says we're not allowed to emulate it exactly, but he didn't emulate it exactly. He emulated it in general. This bracha would be who created various kinds of spices. Now we have a situation where shemen they brought before him aromatic oil, vahados, and a myrtle, a myrtle has an aroma. So the question is, which blessing comes first and which blessing comes second? Who's on first? Mevarech al hahados, he says, first the blessing for the myrtle, or feiteras Hashem, and the blessing for the myrtle, which is atzeipsomim, fragrant trees, exempts and includes within it the blessing for the oil, which also comes from the fragments of a tree product. They both have one blessing. They are the fragrant trees. Getting complicated. What if he had a tree-based fragrant spice and an herb-based fragrant spice in front of him? Can he just do one bracha? Technically, one bracha does not exempt the other. One is from a tree, and the other is from herbs. But he makes first a blessing for one, for the fragrance from trees. He makes a blessing for fragrance from trees. The blessing for fragrance from herbs, he does from herbs. And a sister-in-law, if they brought before him wine, and fragrant oil, Eiches Yain Bimine, holds the wine in his right hand, Vishemen and the fragrant oil, Bismele, in his left hand. Omavarech, and first he makes the brach alayayin on the wine, Vishayseyu, Beirepiagof, and he drinks the wine, Vichesen, and then he goes ahead, Omavarech, and he makes the blessing, Al Hashemen on the fragrant oil, Omariyagbe, and he enjoys the aroma. What is the best way to enjoy the aroma of a spice? By applying it to, some, to something, usually to human skin. We learned this earlier, it was the culture where they would take the server, the waiter, 
and take the oil and smear it on his head. And his head would give off that aroma. However, we learned that if the waiter was a scholar, then it's inappropriate for him to walk around smelling like uh, he's been somewhere he shouldn't have. If he was a scholar, so he can spread it on the wall, that will work as well. When the source of the aroma, we're doubtful as to whether it comes from a tree or it's an herb, then you have the all-inclusive bracha, he makes the bracha who created fragrant herbs, the general bracha. Various types. Beisem she'erbu horeichel miminim harbe. What if a person produces a spice which is concocted using various kinds of spices? Mevarachala beirem minapesamim. Again, you have the same bracha. Various kinds of spices. If somebody enters a perfumery, and boy, is there an aroma in a perfumery from all directions. You have so many different variations of aroma, of fragrance. The blessing would be who makes various kinds of spices because it is varied. Even if he sits in the perfumery all day, should he keep making a bracha every 10 minutes? No. He makes the bracha one time. But if he goes out, he comes in, he comes in, he goes out. Again and again. He makes a blessing every time he comes back in. If he wasn't planning to go out and come in. But if he's planning to go out and come in, then the other bracha still works. Six. Now generally... Shoshana is translated as a rose. However, here you can't translate it as a rose because in a few lines the Rambam talks about vered, and that's a rose. So therefore, Shoshana is translated by others as a human, as a, as a hormone of sorts. Uh, I'm not sure of the pronunciation here. Animonis, A-N-E-M-O-N-E-S, which is a hormonal aroma. Vechilfe hamayim and lavender, lavender water or lavender smell. Mevorachim aleim. The blessing for them would be bore atze besamim from fragrant trees. Nagris shelgina, lilies, garden lilies. Bere atze besamim require the blessing for fragrance from trees. Vishel soda. But field lilies, the herbs of fragrance. Havered arose. Rose water. In certain cultures, rose water is very big. And my understanding is, even though we didn't have that much rose water in New Jersey where I came from, but my understanding is they take roses and they cook it. They boil the roses in water so you have rose water or you soak it in water. The halvena and frankincense, the hamastaki and uh, rock roses, the blessing is for fragrant trees, because they grow on, on trees or bushes. Zion, 
So we learn, it seems, that whatever aroma there is, whatever fragrance we benefit from, there's always a blessing. The answer is no. Shleisha mine reyach There are three pleasant, delightful fragrances, ein mevorchen aleim, which are inappropriate to recite a blessing for. Why are they inappropriate to recite a blessing for? These are them. If it's an aroma that's forbidden to enjoy. There are aromas that one is forbidden to enjoy. And he's going to define them soon. The second is a good, pleasant fragrance which is only used to remove a bad smell. A deodorizer, a bathroom deodorizer. Do you make a bracha for a bathroom deodorizer? No, because you're only removing a negative smell. Or a good fragrance that was not prepared with the intent that you should enjoy this as a good fragrance. Definition has eight. How does this work? Bisamim shel akum. Any type of fragrance which is connected to idolatry. Idolatry in all forms are forbidden. Benefit deriving pleasure from idolatry is forbidden. If this is an idolatrous fragrance, it's forbidden. You don't make a blessing for the forbidden. Just like you don't make a blessing for the forbidden foods. Or the fragrance or the aroma or the perfume upon a woman upon with whom it is forbidden for this particular man to have intimacy with, then he can't enjoy her perfume because it will lead, God forbid, to that intimacy. These are two examples of where a blessing for enjoying the fragrance would be <clears throat> prohibited because the fragrance is prohibited. Because it is forbidden to delight from the perfume of idolatry or idolatrous-related fragrances, or fragrances worn by a woman with whom intimacy would be forbidden. So that's category one. Category two, besomim shall mesim, spices that are made to place within corpses in order to neutralize the negative smell of the corpse. Or bathroom deodorants. Or underarm deodorants, other deodorants. Sweat deodorants. Obviously there's no brocha. Because they're not made to delight in fragrance. They're made to neutralize other fragrances. Mugmar she megamrim bey as hakelim bias habgodim. What if incense is burned in order to cause a good aroma to vessels or clothing? You don't make a blessing because the incense is not there to delight, it's there to remove. It's there to invest its aroma in the clothing, in the vessels. Similarly speaking, if somebody smells the delightful aroma of garments 
that have been sprayed, he doesn't make a bracha, because there is no real source of the aroma. There's only the aroma which came from something else. When there's the aroma without the source, there's never a blessing. Nine. If somebody passes and enjoys this amazing fragrance, <clears throat> delightful fragrance of a gathering which is an idolatrous related gathering. People are gathered for an idolatrous function. You don't make a bracha. Even though you're not sure whether at this moment this fragrance is connected to idols. Because we can assume that a gathering of idolaters is for idolatry. It's an assumption that's safe to make. And again, we've learned, there's a whole section earlier in the Rambam, the laws of idol worship, that any type of delight or benefit from this type of thing is forbidden. What if he was traveling out of town? And he bumped into a wonderful fragrance. Ah, ah, this is good. If the majority of that city or of that... Uh, County are idolaters. He can't make the blessing because you can assume that the fragrance comes from the majority. That's a rule in Jewish law, that majority rules. But if most of the people there are non-idolaters or Jews, he makes the blessing because you can go on the assumption that it comes from the majority. If you have a Fusion of aromas. There is an aroma which blessing should be recited for a wonderful fragrance coming from a good place, and there is a not so wonderful fragrance coming from a bad place. I don't mean that. There is, a, let's say, a, a deodorant fragrance or a, a fragrance that is, for some reason, you don't have that obligation. You follow the majority of where you assume that the majority of that fragrance is coming from. And this is not the idolatrous one, this is the, the one that doesn't require a blessing. End of chapter 9.